0: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.
1: Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent, here with Craig and Tim. Nick couldn't make it today, so we'll go on without him. Guys, how was your weekend?
0: Pretty good for me. It took some family foes and then got to watch the Colgate game. It was a pretty good weekend. Sunday,
2: I went to the Colgate game. After... Drove back through Brooklyn, had a little pizza at L&B Spamoni Gardens, which is always a favorite of mine after working in Brooklyn for years and years. Uh, so that was pretty spectacular on my end. Did you get Italian uh, ice? Of course I got Italian ice. What it's kind? Chocolate ice. That's what I go, always. And no matter how cold it is, I don't care if it's the dead of winter, it's
0: never too cold for Italian ice or ice go, cream either. I always go lemon. It's refreshing, especially after eating half a tray with two people. <laughs> I didn't eat half a tray this time I mean I, I would I always go but... with the
1: chocolate chip That's my favorite
0: uh, Chocolate chip's good I'm a big chocolate the guy None of us get
1: spumoni uh,
2: no. Mom and dad got spumoni oh, really? They got like a whole thing And they were And it kept funny It was funny we were sitting there And they kept going like "Uh, Yeah I'm I'm good You can have the rest And then dad would take it And he'd eat a couple more And then I'd be like You know let me just have a couple more And then dad was like No you're good You're gonna have the rest I'm done And then We'd sit there for a second And he'd take another one <laughs> It was pretty awesome
0: well it was like us eating the half a trade by ourselves. That's
2: true. We just you kept did. looking
0: like, no, we'll stop. One more slice though.
2: Come on, Tim. there was
0: never a chance we're gonna stop. It's just that was too a mission. Good. It was a mission. It was like we're to eat we gotta eat it. Yeah, it ended up being like our uh finish off a handle of captain story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well anyway, shout out to L and P
0: Also this
2: week I was uh, putting up my Christmas decorations and you know, we tried to look at the weather, try to make sure it was a nice day. It looked like it was going to be fine. You know, it looked, originally it looked like it was going to snow. And then when it went away, we were like, oh, no snow in the forecast. All right, we can put it up this night. And it, we had to do it at night because, you know, the sun goes down at like 3.30 now. So we got home from work had to put it up. So I climb up on the ladder, get out of the top of my house. It starts snowing. I'm like, I'm glad I decided to do this the one day so far in December that it snowed. I'm on a ladder, but now I'm halfway through it. So now I got to do it. The neighbors were like walking the dog and looking at me like, are you an idiot? Why are you on top of your roof in the snow? When literally it was like 60 degrees on the Saturday. But I,
1: You know, there I was. The answer is you are an idiot because it was <laughs> 65 degrees the day before. Anyway, let's get into some St. John's basketball. Two good victories this week started at Thursday, 88 to 83 victory over Mammoth. I know some people came in with the expectation, like, oh, it's just Mammoth. Mammoth is a really good team. We talked about them last week. They're net ranking up in the 40s. They're a legitimate team. They're going to probably be a tournament team. They're certainly going to fight for a tournament spot against Iona in the MAC. So that's a team that's going to be around later on. This is a program who, in the past, have. Has been on the bubble without worrying about a conference bid in the in the past few he, you know few years. So they're a legitimate program. They they're you know they're no one to sleep on, and they played a great game. And we just happen to play a better one. Shavar Reynolds led all scorers with twenty five points. Five scorers in double digits for the Johnny's, with Posh Alexander leading the way. Twenty one points for him. Champagne came in with sixteen points. This was. A good performance for st john's we we looked good and it showed not only in the end result but it showed it in the game it's only a five point victory on paper but the whole game st john's was in control
2: yeah i mean we the whole time you're we looking at it we were up 10 8 10 12 9 we, we, we were we we're in control for most of the game and then towards the end we did we did make a few mental errors we, we let them get back in the game and they're like you said Vincent they're a good team so they uh, you know they took advantage of that and, and got close to us uh, but I think we I think like you said it was a good game for us. Uh, it ended a little closer than we liked um, but you know we limited our turnovers which is something that has haunted us. Um, for much of the season prior to that. So that was a big step in the right direction, I wanted to say.
1: Yeah, we won the turnover battle 18-12. to 12. and That's, you know, 12 is still a sort of high number, but it's lower than the past few games, and it is right for a team like Mammoth. They're, again, a talented team, so it's 12 turnovers against them is a good number.
0: Yeah, well, you look at our assist-to-turnover ratio, 19 assists, 12 turnovers. That's the kind of numbers you want to see, and you— We'll talk about it later, but in Colgate as well, our assist turnover ratio improving. It looks like it's one of those things that we're making the right passes. We're making the smarter passes now, and we're making less of this just unnecessary mistakes that would kill uh, drives for us pretty much at this point. Yeah. Also,
2: I'm glad we're done with Shavar Reynolds. I don't really want to see him again. <laughs> they no.
0: showed the they showed the clip.
1: They showed the highlight of him hitting that three for Seton Hall, and it was infuriating i i didn't go to the game but uh i was watching on tv and i saw them play that clip and i was just disgusted disgusted in the moment you know they did, they did talk about pappas getting a dunk against kansas though did they they, they also yeah. sh- they didn't show the clip i don't think
2: no i didn't i didn't see the clip they
1: talked about it though which was spot-on spectacular
2: <laughs> which it but in the show Reynolds thing when they showed it they didn't give any context, by the way. They just said, oh, game went in three boxes for Reynolds." They didn't be like, oh, by the way, yeah. this all happened. Like That
0: would have been appreciated.
1: It, Why
2: would they? For-
0: it, it was fun to uh, watch that replay, and I remember how much anger I had at that moment. And then I saw <laughs> myself behind the scorer's table going, oh, yeah, there's me angry. So <laughs> it, the realization of what was happening at that moment all came back pretty quick when I saw myself with an angry face on.
1: Just just disgusting. Going back to the guys we talked about last week, as I said, Shavar Reynolds led all scorers at 25. Walker Miller came in, 13 points, a good night for him. And George Pappas, who we were just talking about with the dunk, uh, 11 points for him. So their, their main scorers got their points. It's just that we outplayed them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pappas got his points, but it was because he made six free throws. Two for 12 on the field, one for nine and three, which, I mean, guys, we always talk about screwing up on the three point defense. One for nine is a fantastic look. Yeah. And there was one guy who was guarding him.
2: That would be Montez Mathis. He really shut him down. He did a he did a really good job on him all day long. I mean he's his best pla he's their best player. Uh and he really locked him down. He was frustrated, he was visibly frustrated throughout the game because he just couldn't get an open shot. So that was a great job by by Montez.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? His defense really helped the game. You know where else it would have helped? Indiana. Thanks again, refs.
1: Absolutely I'm not letting that go (laughs) The one negative takeaway from this game is We were out-rebounded 43 rebounds for Mammoth, 36 for us Nick's not here But he'd be heated (laughs) About our lack of boxing out And inability to rebound against these guys Mammoth is a great program We probably should have out-rebounded them That'll be the one negative takeaway But overall I think you have to be happy with the result You have to be happy with how we played 48% Forty-eight percent from the field, thirty-three percent from three. You know, not many ne- negative takeaways here. I, 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 this is the team we want heading into Biggie's play. Yeah, I mean, the only
2: negative you could say would be that we did get it let let it get close down the stretch. We had a couple of mental errors, but you know, overall it was it was a good game. We we played well. We took care of business. Um, I mean, ultimately it was it was a good performance.
0: We did get to see a game where Posh played off-ball a lot more. And you can see with the points, he he scored a lot more off-ball. Yes. We also need to talk about Posh just in general with that game
2: because the plays he made, the two plays he made at the oh, end of the amazing. game. Oh, yeah, we'll amazing. get to that. Well, it's at the time. Now's the time. The time is of the essence. I just think that, I mean, you can't understate how valuable he is to this team. I mean – those two plays he made are just
1: I mean, absolutely sa- ridiculous. Saving the ball on the on the end line there to throw it off the guy's knee. There's not and a not lot of players. There's not a lot of players in college basketball who can make that play.
0: I was surprised that he did not touch. It was it was like watching uh Santonio San Holmes catch a touchdown on the edge.
2: It was unbelievable.
0: I mean, it really was. when it when the one out, I was like, oh, he missed the free throw. And then I'm like, oh
2: my god, there's Posh. And then uh, later on, it was I think it was, it was right after that. Uh, yeah. They throw the ball into to Julian. He gets double teamed. He, he makes a, sort of an errant drop or pass. And it looks like it's going to get stolen, and now they're going to have a chance to potentially tie the game. Nope, there's Posh. He runs up, grabs it, gets fouled, goes to the line, ices the game. It was an unbelievable performance. Like, especially I mean, the whole game was. He, he played a great game all around. But those two those two highlights are they just kind of show you what posh can do and what he does for this team and kind of just the player he is and why we're we're so lucky to have him to be honest on our team
1: you got to look at some other highlights from this game though steph smith stepped up 13 points five of eight from the field dylan Ade wusu 11 points for him he looked great six rebounds seven assists those numbers are spectacular montez mathis 14 points also so this is the team we want heading into Biggie's play. And that's what I think, you know, the team is meshing at the right time.
2: Yeah, we're getting
0: there. Yeah, I mean, it looks like we're going to be a very heavy guard-style offense. We're going to have uh, Julian playing at the, uh, the 4 instead of the 3, which they talked about at the beginning of the season, trying to switch him into the 3 a bit. But you look at Soriano, 6 rebounds, 17 minutes. That's a good rebound-per-minute ratio for a big man. We also did
1: a good job of spacing out our big men. Niwe got the start, played 11 minutes. Omar Stanley got 14 minutes, and then Soriano got 17. If we're able to keep that rotation up and keep the pressure down low, that could turn out well for us.
0: Yeah, well, also with this rotation for this game, no Wheeler, no Coburn.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting uh, point that happened. Uh, it did change. It did change going to the Colgate game, but it was interesting that I didn't play at all, and I think it potentially motivated him for the later Colgate game.
0: Yeah, I could. I I don't think Anderson does stuff to mess with people. I think he does stuff to motivate people, and I think he does it in the right way.
2: Yeah, I mean, the post game interview with him that it was it was asked of him, and he said, "You know, they're going to have their time to contribute, and they will certainly be important to this team." It just wasn't today, and as we saw in Colgate, there was another day for that.
1: So, let's move over to the Colgate game. Another victory for St. John's. 82-64 on Sunday. Jack Ferguson led all scorers with 23 points for Colgate. Their leading scorer, Nelly Cummings, didn't play, which may have been a factor in the game. Our leading scorer was Julian Champagne with 19 points. Pasha Alexander had 15. Have to congratulate Julian Champagne. His thousandth point in college basketball. Absolutely not unexpected, but great to see.
2: Just yeah. a matter of time. You yeah. knew it was going to happen.
0: Yeah. His birthday present to uh, Coach Anderson.
2: Yeah.
1: building his resume. All-time Johnny. That's it. Exactly. So, the next two scores for St. John's. A little bit of a surprise. Pinzone stepped up.
0: His three. Every time it went in, I thought it was going to hit back rim and shoot out. It just it switched, and I had no idea how. Also extremely effortless on that shot.
2: Yeah, he he looks really, like he doesn't look like a freshman on the court. When you see him, he, he looks very comfortable. Um, he knows what to do with the ball. He's comfortable with it. He makes good decisions. He, he can score. He, he can make things happen. He, he's a piece for us that's important this year, but certainly important for the future as well.
1: Six of eight from the field, three assists. Those, the, you need, sometimes you need different guys to step up. Steph Smith did it in Monmouth. In zone does it here. Great to see Dylan Daiwusu. Another great game for him. Ten points. Only had two assists, but four of eight from the field. In these past few games, I think Dylan has really progressed a lot and shown he made. I mean, he started this game. He started last game. He started in Miami. Started in Colgate. He may not always be a starter, but he's always a influence on this team, and how he plays really impacts how we play as a team.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, his turnover ratio has been plummeting lately, which is great. And his assist may have only been two this time, but zero turnovers. Zero turnovers is a big number. Yeah, he has corrected that simple mistake of going a little extra each and every time. Now, it's going to really see if that's going to improve in Big East play where there's a lot more pressure on our team. But I like the progress he's showing. I think he can be a great Contributor, distributor, scorer. Also, does anyone take more charges than
2: Dylan Adewusu? Oh,
1: absolutely not. I was
2: afraid walking out of Carnesecchi the other day, he was going to slide in front of me and take a charge <laughs> as I was walking out of the building.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. The guy's all over the place.
2: I mean, literally every time I turn around, it's like, "Up, oh, charge! Who is that?" Up oh, there, no kidding. You it, talked it,
1: about toner was for a second, Tim. I just want to go back. Yeah. to those are the numbers we love to see. St. John's wins the battle, 16 turnovers for Colgate, only 6 by us. I think
2: we had one in the first, like, 28 minutes. I I don't think it was the second—we didn't turn the ball over for a really long portion of the game. It was—that is—I mean, to be honest, honest, Colgate game uh, was as good of a game as us seniors played all year long. I mean— Everything we need to do is what we did, and we took control of the game. The game was really never in doubt. It was one of those games where you're watching the game, and you're kind of not even looking at the score because you can just you just know they're winning. It doesn't matter. You know they're outplaying them. Whether it's 14 or 13 or 17, it's gonna fluctuate. You're, but like you're not even looking at the score because you just know that they're they're winning. They're playing well. They the, the intensity they showed at the game, throughout the game, defensively, offensively. They came and got after it. They were would not be denied. It, it was the best performance I've seen them play all year, and it was it was, it was was a good day. It was a good day.
0: Also a good rebounding game for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We won the rebound battle 41-35. Can't be too upset about that. Shot 47% from the field, 40% from three, a large portion of that coming on five from seven from Julian champenny He really just used the three-pointer as his weapon that day.
0: That that jab step he does for that three, the guy jumped over a good three feet just to act like he was going to cover the baseline and just drilled it. Made him look like a fool.
1: The one, I would say, one uh, disappointing thing, Nyewe got the start, only played eight minutes, didn't have a great day. Shot one shot, 0 of 1, didn't score, didn't have any other numbers to get on the board, Coburn had a disappointing game. I know it's his first game back in a while, uh, but again, seven minutes, only took one shot, no other numbers on the stat line. However, Aaron Wheeler had maybe his best game so far.
2: Yeah, Aaron Wheeler, um, like we said, he didn't play against Myth, and I guess he took that as motivation because he came out and played his his best game uh, as a member of the Red Storm uh, against Colgate. He was active; he was all over the place, played great defense made some shots, was getting rebounds left and right. He he really affected the game, and it was good to see him have a little bit of a breakthrough performance there.
0: So during the game, the commentators were talking about that the coach for Colgate had to remind his players when Julian was out and Wheeler was in after Wheeler drained that three, that's not Julian. That's Aaron Wheeler. Don't guard him like Julian. (laughs) Yeah, no. I want to go back to one thing you said about uh,
2: Niwi. So, I have the uh, New York Post Plus text message updates from Zach Braziller. Uh, Oh, your good friend Zach? Zach. Yeah, my friend Zach. Uh, Great updates, by the way, Zach. If you're listening, we hope you are. Great updates. Uh, He brought this up about Niwi. He said that even though he didn't have any points or any stat line, he affected the game just with his play. In his 80 minutes that he's played this year, he's now plus 51 on the court. So he, no matter whether he's actually putting up stat line numbers, he, he's affecting the game and he's making a big impact for us. Just to go a little bit deeper into that, uh, plus 51 means that while he's on the court, St. John's is plus 51 points over the other team in that time frame. So when he comes out, it just stops. When he's on the court, we are outscoring teams by 51 points, which is obviously a huge number.
1: I mean, that's I would, I would assume that's why he's been getting the start. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He adds a, a different defensive element for us because he can block shots and he's he's long. He's
0: very long. I mean, not a true comparison to the statement, but his ability to make shots difficult for players and not showing up in the blocks and rebounds department is kind of like that ultimate year where Rivas just was shutting down everyone. They just stopped throwing to that side. Right.
1: You get so good, they just stop testing you. By the way, this was a really weird game. There were only 11 free throws in the entire game. St. John shot five. Colgate shot six. Not great. We only went two of five. That's 40%. That's that's fairly low. They went 50%, three of six. But at... Strange occurrence where only 11 free throws get shot nowadays.
0: Looks like we brought back some uh, 1990s uh, Big E's refs there. <laughs> just yeah,
1: i love to see it. By all means, I'd,
2: I'd prefer to have less free throws. So one thing I also want to say, which happens to us literally, I think every time we play Seca, there's always one guy on the other team, no matter, no matter what we do, who just literally cannot miss. From three-point land. It may be a guy who shoots well at three-pointers. It may not. It doesn't matter. At Conor there's always one guy in on the other team who's like, wow, I love these rims. I can just make threes from anywhere. Against Colgate, it was Ferguson. He was eight of... No, he was 7 of 14 from a three-point land, 8 of 15 from the field. He took mostly three-pointers. He took only three-pointers. He took, he one yeah.
1: shot was not a three-pointer. And he was shooting 50%. It was insane.
2: Anyway,
0: just well, uh, to say well, that because it happened It does happen. It was time. very frequently. I mean, It was
2: Reynolds against uh, uh, Monmouth. Reynolds was on – I don't think he missed a three-pointer in the first half. It was insane.
0: Didn't seem like it. But it's funny you say 50% because first and last year shot 50% from three. <laughs> well, so, I mean, he
1: may just be a great three-point shooter, but – it Shavar Reynolds was 5 of 8 against us, and he's not shooting 50% from 3. It does happen to us every game. Every game there's something. I don't really know why. It's just,
2: I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. charm. It's a weird Because it happens at the Garden usually. It's just that Carneseca. There's always some guy on the other team who's like, here's my moment. I'm going to make it happen.
1: So, I'm really glad that we have pit at the Garden before we get into Big E's play. Because one thing that happens, and I, I it always happens to us, but and I think it might happen with this team because they're so new and they haven't played there yet, is our first game in Madison Square Garden. We can't shoot because we're not used to the depth behind the basket. It always happens our first game in the Garden when it's an inexperienced team. And putting a game preseason in the Garden, normally we do. Normally we play a holiday tournament there where we'll play Fordham or something like that. We didn't do that this year. This year it's Pitt, fortunately. I think that's going to help our guys a lot because then heading into Biggie's play, we're going to be able to be like, okay, we know how to shoot here now. And going you know, back to being able to shoot three-pointers at Carnesecca, you you kind of need that your first time, particularly when you're used to playing at Carnesecca, where the backboards are so close to the fans. And in the garden, obviously, there's a huge, steep row behind. I think it's going to be a good point for us to, to play in the garden and then this team can hopefully understand how to shoot there. Going back to Colgate, though.
2: Well, yeah, there was a. I don't At the game on Sunday, this is funny. For whatever reason, the band was mic'd up throughout the game. Um, and the drummer, for whatever reason, was drumming, playing as people were shooting free throws. Every time there was a defense chant, they were doing the noises along with people, which. I'm pretty sure you're definitely not allowed to do.
1: No, I'm definitely sure you're not. Allowed to do. So,
2: I mean, it was to be honest. Look, I loved it. It was great. The atmosphere made it so much better. Um, it, so that in that aspect, hope, hope, look, hope, hope, no officials listening to this don't don't uh, rat us out on this. But, um, there was that was great. And the secondary part, which was pretty funny, was that, uh, the band was mic'd up. So when they were chanting and they were cheering, you would hear them. So. All of a sudden, one guy took a shot, and you hear somebody go "ah" <laughs> over the loudspeaker, which was I thought it was hysterical, but anyway, anyway, I, I like the drumming thing. Let's keep it, keep it on the down low, maybe you know.
1: Fortunately, he didn't say anything into a little risque, you know. Could've no, yeah, that, I but... know it could have went real bad. It really <laughs> could have went bad.
2: But he, I mean, he didn't. He was just cheering along and stuff. It was good, but uh, he didn't know. I don't think he knew he was mic'd up because it just it wasn't on him. It was on the whole band. He just happened to be in the right spot that it was picking up his voice, and it, it was it was pretty funny.
1: All right, so moving on to the pick game Saturday at noon at the Garden, we've got Pittsburgh as our next opponent. Pick comes in three and seven on the year. They've got losses to the Citadel, they got losses to UMBC, and they just lost to Monmouth. Actually, their leading scorer is John Hugley, who averages fifteen point nine points a game. Their only other double digit scorer average is Femi Odukala with eleven point three points. Besides that, this team now that they've lost Justin Champagny, Remember, this was supposed to be the champagny champenny matchup. We we're supposed to get Julian and Justin. Justin went on to the NBA. Once you get beyond their two leading scorers, it gets it gets a bit light. This team is ninth currently in the ACC, and their upside doesn't seem much higher than that
2: yeah pittsburgh is is really bad they are are two hundred and fifty fourth in the net ranking which makes them uh the third worst power six team in all of college basketball um just to update we have moved up to 84 with our wins last week so that is um good we're in the top hundred um but pitt is is not good pitt is absolutely not good couldn't happen to a group of
1: nicer guys I mean yeah. they blew up the big east so yeah,
0: yeah that's what happens I mean you shoot 64 from Free throw line, that's pretty bad. And then you shoot 28 from the three-point line. We appreciate that. Make sure you miss those wide-open shots for us. <laughs>
1: we'll take it. I mean, the ACC this year as a whole is not very good. Really bad. Uh, they, this team, this 250-net-ranked team, took Virginia down to the wire.
2: Yeah, well, only lost by only one. Only lost by one point. And they only lost by one to Minnesota, but then they lost by 10 to UMBC. <laughs>
0: Lost by four to Mammoth.
2: It did beat Colgate
0: by three. At, at home.
2: At home, that's true. But Syracuse couldn't do that. No. Good. The ACC, as you said, Vincent is is really bad. I mean, Duke is Duke is legitimately good, and then there's literally just nobody. There's the rest. Problem. It's it's awful.
0: UNC looks like they can compete again. Like they always usually end up doing. I mean,
2: UNC is like a tournament team, but they're not a top twenty-five team first no. of all, and. I mean, there's nobody else of value, really. I mean, they're just not good.
0: I mean, the best way to explain Pittsburgh is that they open the season by losing to the Citadel. Not the Game of Thrones Citadel, but the college, the Citadel, by 15 points at home. Yeah, just, I mean, just
1: just in contrast, by the way, the Big East, spectacular. Yeah, This this non-conference season for the Big East has been incredible. 88-23 and 23 as a conference. Yeah. We we were playing now I know Villanova had a really bad game against Baylor, uh this on Sunday. Yeah. But outside of some disappointment was Seton Hall beat Texas, who was number yep. seven. Mm-hmm. Seton Hall went and beat Michigan when they were in top five. Mm-hmm. We've got real really good team.
0: DePaul. I mean yeah. <laughs> One
1: loss DePaul. I mean who would have thought?
2: And DePaul's beat some some decent teams, not like they're just you know beating up on cupcakes no. here. They, they've played some games.
0: Same thing with Providence, Providence beat Texas Tech, they beat Vermont. I mean, Vermont's probably gonna make the uh to the end of that conference tournament, yeah. But I think Providence we, also
2: has like three or four or more.
0: Wisconsin, yeah, yeah, Northwestern. Providence
2: is 10 and one. Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, Providence should be ranked. Not that I have any love for Providence, oh God, but no. but. Just for the comp, I mean, you can't deny it. There's no reason they shouldn't be ranked
0: the, the, at 10-1. Their one loss is Virginia.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. They Bef- really before this weekend, the only team who was sub-500 was Georgetown. Currently, there are zero. Currently, at the time of this, we're recording this, there are zero sub-500 teams in the Big East. That's because Georgetown
2: beat Syracuse. Georgetown Gotta beat Syracuse. Love it. Love Gotta it. love it. Five and four, they Syracuse tried to play their Big East week this weekend. I played Villanova in Georgetown. How'd that go, Syracuse? Guess he had to leave. You that's can, right. You can handle it. Handle that's it. Probably what had to do with, but in reality, like no, the Big East now has four ranked teams in the AP top twenty-five, which is great. Providence should be ranked. I think they're twenty-seventh, but in reality, they should be in. Yeah. The good yeah. thing for that for us, per you know, just for let's get back to St. John's on this for a second. With that, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for us to get quality resume-building wins throughout the regular the regular season schedule, and that's going to help us down the stretch. I mean, just with the four teams alone. That's eight games against ranked teams, two, uh, four home, four away. And if Providence gets ranked, which they very well could be next week, that's you're talking about 10. That means almost half the schedule are against ranked teams, which is that's very helpful. We can build a resume on that. And the Big East is going to be a gauntlet. That's not going to be easy. No, but, not at all. But you get the opportunities, then you make the best of them. That's what you can do.
0: But you can also look back and say that if you think about it, DePaul beat Rutgers. Rutgers beat Purdue. DePaul is better than Purdue. <laughs> one of the lower end teams
1: in the, the Big East is problem. better than
0: the best of the Big Ten. And then DePaul also beat Louisville, who's probably going to be one of the top ACC teams. So DePaul is better than the ACC. Uh,
1: the, the ACC right now, one-ranked team, and it's Duke. Yeah. That's
0: it. Is the It's pretty much the ACC has become like its football sc- uh, section where it's like, oh, there's Clemson, then the rest. Yeah, and then yeah. And there's this one year. other
1: team who gets ranked because they're like, ah, they're in the ACC. We should rank him, but the rest of the teams really sting. Wake Forest currently the best team. I mean, Duke is, but nine and one, best record is Wake Forest. The de- I, the, I thought you were talking football for a no, second. No, I mean no. I, <laughs> They did have the best. I think they did have the best record in the ACC this well, year. Well, Pitt football. won the ACC championship. Yeah, they did. With, was, with a fake slide,
0: which yeah. is which now. Which got illegal. outlawed. Yeah, yeah. Got outlawed.
1: Right after that. Like, whoa, 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 Oh, he was definitely oh, getting his head could, could, taken off. Absolutely. The, oh, no, no, no. If I'm a defender now, I can't stop. Oh, yeah. Can't I don't disagree. It was, right that was a dangerous
0: play. I mean, that's a that's a can't stop, won't stop, though.
1: <laughs> it's like when the guy's fake kneel. I hate it. Oh, yeah. I hate it. if If you don't kneel right away, I should be able to tackle you.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what happened with Payne Manning back then. He took too long. Someone came through, and they're like, oh, we got got it. Because in the
1: NFL, technically, you're not not down until someone touches you. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you give yourself up, right? If you don't take a step back and kneel down, if you do the little hover over, I would say as a referee, you're not giving yourself up. You should get tackled then. All right, going back to basketball, the (laughs) ACC, we play the worst ACC team on Saturday at noon at the Garden against Pitt. It'll be good to be back in the Garden. Yeah, It'll be nice to be back.
0: Can't wait to see what Posh is like in the Garden.
1: Let's hope he's hype. Let's hope the crowd's big for our first Master Square Garden game of the year. And we can take this win and head in to Big East play. Another year we start the Big East at Seton Hall. Monday at 8.30 at the Prudential Center. This is a tough battle right off the top. We're going to go right into the fire here in Big East play. Seton Hall, as we mentioned before, a win at Michigan when they were number four in the country. Their only loss is against Ohio State. At the they, buzzer. At the buzzer. They lost by one point. Or three points, but it was a buzzer beater. Sorry about that. Uh, they've got a win against Texas, number seven. Coming off of a win against Rutgers. they got a game against Iona in the middle of the week before they play us. This team, this Seton Hall team is ranked 16th in the country right now. This is going to be a game where, you know, you, you're going to start your season off with a real tough game. There's good and bad. The good thing is you get it out of the way. You get a road tough game out of the way right away. The bad news is you you could start with a loss because it's a bad, hard, tough road game.
2: yeah, I mean, Sea hall is twenty five right now in the net rankings. so um we have a this is gonna definitely be a quad one opportunity for us. so opportunity here to to really build that resume would be great. That being said, uh, the Prudential Center has been a house of horrors for us, um, over the last few years. Actually, I can't remember a time when it was not a house of horrors for us, to be completely honest. Uh, being from New Jersey, and, uh, at, early on, we would try to go, um, and watch St. John's at the Prudential Center, but literally, I think every time I we went there, I was disappointed, so... I stopped going. I just I, I can't handle the disappointment of being surrounded by Seen Hall fans and, and not winning at Prudential Center. So I watched the game from the cover of my
0: own home where I can throw things against the wall instead of being at the Prudential Center. Yeah, I'm not going. I mean, last two times I believe I went was the LJ Figueroa horrible call by the ref. Still, thanks, thanks, refs. And of course, it was the. I always forget which one was it. Was it Brownlee or Burrell?
1: Justin Burrell. Justin Burrell fight. Him and the yep. haven't got ejected yet. Yep. Oh,
0: I love. I was. I loved every second of that fight. It's <laughs> great.
2: Yes, that was. I mean,
1: we lost the game though. Of well, course. Yes.
2: Yeah. And that was the. And by the way, again, that was the year we were better than them. Yeah. We were a tournament team. They were not. Right. We were supposed yeah. to win. We go in. We were riding high. And what happens? We lose the Prudential Center. I hate that place.
1: Well, at least we get it out of the way early. We yeah, won't have to go back this year. So. That's, it. That's the one positive. Let's take a little look at this Cena Hall team and how we're going to match up against them. Jared Roden leads their team, 17.4 points a game, seven rebounds a game. He's you know, basically their best player. 41% from the field, not a great three-point shooter, only 26% from the three. But to say the other guys aren't their best player doesn't mean they're not good players. They've got, they play about nine guys. They've got three guys who average double digits. And then they've got three guys who average eight points or higher, right below that. So it, they're a team who can score quite a bit of points. We're going to have to keep up with them.
0: I mean, Aiken's coming off two hot games, so we, we, we're really hoping that him being possibly the best sixth man in the Big East, that he's come in overly confident, overshooting, and possibly screws up. But, yeah, they got uh, some big men. They got Samuel and uh, Yetna, and they got Ike, who uh, is coming off an ankle injury, so we might not have to verse him and deal with the seven blocks like in the Big East Conference yeah, uh, tournament.
1: Yeah, Ike is, uh, the, he used to play, he was in Florida State when he went to the tournament, now he's transferred to Seton Hall uh, the year before. But uh, he's a guy. He's seven two. He's a big guy. He's going to cause a lot of problem for us. Did last year. Did in the a
2: tournament. A ton of problems. He killed for us, us in the tournament. I mean, he blocked like everything that came into the lane.
1: So he, he may play. He didn't play against Rutgers. We, they, again, they have a game against Iona. So he may play there. He may be back for our game. We don't know. But he's certainly a piece for them. That if they have against us, it's going to be a handful for Joel Soriano. So I'm sure they're hoping to have him.
2: Yeah, I mean they have size. Scene Hall has had size for the you know for years. Um, they rebound well um so you know we're gonna have to contend with that uh we're gonna have to to beat them we're gonna have to play really our a game we need to come out and, and be confident and make some shots we don't want to this is not a game where we can get behind early and try to dig a dig ourselves out of a hole we gotta limit the turnovers um play within ourselves and, and get out to a good start would be huge especially on the road and what's gonna be a hostile environment it's the first big east game i'm sure the scene hall power fans are going to be very hyped up as they are now, you know, ranked 16th in the country. Um, could be higher by the time we play them because we don't play them until next, uh, Monday at this point of recording.
1: Yeah. They, oh. they, they could, there be a whole other week and they play Iona, who's the best team in the MAC. Right. So they're a team that really could, I mean, they could go up, right? So, anyway. teams lose, they could my, go up.
2: My point being, it's going to be an intense environment. Um, so we got to be ready for that, and it's a tough test, and we'll see how we do, you know?
1: We we are going to have to be very strong on defending three-pointers. So you know she shoots the three fairly well, 32%, but Bryce Aiken's a guy who can shoot 30% from three. Miles Kale shoots 37% from three. Jamar Harris shoots 36% from three. Those guys could be deadly if... We're leaving guys open. We're going to find ourselves in trouble real quick.
0: We also don't want to get in a free throw shooting contest with this team. They're one of the better free throw shooting teams. And just to have an idea, Roden almost 85%, Harris ninety almost 91%, uh, Aikens round up 81%. You, we don't want this. Yeah, I mean,
2: if you don't want, that's like we were saying, you don't want to get behind them because. You can't foul them to get back in the game. They're going to make their free throws, and we're not going to, you know, we're not gonna be able to do that. I mean, the luckily,
0: other... Ike is a a true Sean Evans, straight fifty percent. So, if yeah, he's up there. <laughs> but they probably pull him at the end. <laughs> they pull, yeah,
1: I'm sure they pull him if if he's playing. Remember, if he's, if he's, yeah. if he's playing.
0: I right. <laughs> to be
2: honest, also you got to look at their turnovers. They only average eleven turnovers a game, and no, that number. They... That, see, I think well,
1: that's positive. Their turnover yeah. margin is only po- plus one point seven.
2: But that's because they don't turn people over, it's right? Not be- but well, they don't. But they don't give the ball away. Sure, they have nobody that averages more than two turnovers a game.
1: Yes, except
0: they don't play a team
2: like us.
1: Right? They don't play. They haven't played a team like us. We are very good at turning people over who don't turn the ball over. Our weakness is we typically turn the ball over a lot. However, they're not a team that turns people over a lot. They're averaging twelve po- turnovers per opponent. That's not that high. If we can keep our turnovers down and have our average day of pulling the ball away as much as we do, that could be a number that really stands out for us in a good way.
2: Yeah, I mean the turnovers is the important part, of it, you know. And you're right. If we can do that, it doesn't look like they force a lot of turnovers against teams. Um, so you know, if we can limit our turnovers, that's great. The the trick is going to be you know getting turnovers for them. I got I trust Posh. <laughs> he 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 definitely do it. Um, but it's just something to look at is it, that the turnover battle is going to be something that's very important as it always is for us.
1: The scary thing is they average five blocks a game or almost six blocks a game. Yeah. That could be trouble for us.
0: Their sizes is, is, could be a real issue. It, it's going to be interesting to see who guards Kaelin, uh, Roden, because it might be Mathis-Wusu or Mathis and Julian or Wusu and Julian, some kind of combo like that, and then Aiken will probably get guarded up by Posh. I'm yeah, really interested I, to see what it looks like with uh, Wusu against Roden Because I think it, it's always interesting seeing a man that's the same size as Derrick Henry taking a charge and sliding back like he got hit by a freight train.
1: Bigger than Derrick Henry. He's an inch taller than Derrick Henry. Yes, he is. Think about that. Next time you see Derrick Henry standing look like a monster of man. remember that Dylan Aday Wusu is an inch taller than him and weighs more than him. <laughs> So I don't know though you think you think Woosu is gonna be on Roden I I could see us putting Mathis on Roden
0: I could depending on what the game is like they may want to throw Wusu on early to try to catch the charge get him in foul trouble early that's the only thing I'm thinking throughout the game I think Mathis would probably be the better matchup I I
1: think we I think we take like obviously Mathis would not naturally play against Roden. Uh, Roden typically plays their two. I just play their two or their three.
0: He's 6'6, six, he's six, six, but. Uh, okay, fair he, enough. He's a guard.
1: So maybe Mathis is a natural
0: draw. Mathis would make sense. I, I think
1: that's the best matchup for us. I really think we should put Mathis on him. He's our lockdown guy. It makes the most sense to put it on him because you want Posh on the ball handler, and Roden is not the ball handler. So you put Posh on the ball handler, you put Mathis on Roden. And now, I see what you're saying about getting getting him in foul trouble. I just, I fear we put a Day Wusu on him and Roden, instead of getting two fouls, gives two fouls. Now, Day Wusu's got to take a seat early. And he's a guy who who brings the energy for us. So, him going out early really, I, I think, hurts us.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't want to lose his passing. We don't want to lose his uh defense. We don't want to lose his passion. And we don't want to lose the guy who... When Posh is on the bench, he's the general of our defense at that oh, point. Yeah.
1: Who uh, who do you think covers Julian for them?
0: I would That's a good question, honestly. i they they know, can't match up Samuel or Yetna with them. They, they don't have the feet for it.
1: It could be Roden.
0: Roden I, could uh Roden's six six he's got enough size to do it. Kale might, he's a little longer. He's six six two, They're but Kale's six, a little longer.
1: yeah. I would say probably one of those guys. I mean, I'll take that matchup <laughs> for Julian Champagne. I'll take that matchup.
2: I'm not taking any matchup for Julian I mean, Champagne. yeah, that's, that's 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 I'm very not, true. I'm not worried about Julian getting his points. He's going to do what he does. He always does. So Well,
1: let's just hope if he listen, he's shooting as good as he has been for three. The the trick for We're us is business. the other
2: thing for us is, look, we know Julian's going to be Julian. Posh is going to do posh things. um, and, and hopefully we can count on Dei Wusu to do what he's been doing. The question for us is going to be which bench shows up. If we get the if the bench shows up and plays the way been, they they played against Colgate and, and and affects the game and, and give high energy and intensity and and they're through it, then we'll be okay. We'll be right there. If it ends up just being Posh and Julian and Dylan, the only guys doing it, you know, then we we saw what happened in Kansas. We need the bench. To be able to spell these guys, we need them to be able to score and not have such a huge drop-off when they come off the court because they just can't play every minute of every game. It's impossible.
1: Yeah, we need we need a pin zone or a Steph Smith to step up. Yeah. Or Aaron Wheeler, well, like in Colgate, like I against mean, Colgate.
0: They have more than one big man that they can throw in there, a combo of Samuel, Yetna, Jackson, all 6'8 to 6'10 range. We're going to need Nylee, Soriano stanley wheeler all to play at least double digit minutes to make sure we can still push really hard on offense and defense with our speed and not tire our big men and keep their rotation going but getting out of the big men i think Pinzon is going to be a big guy in this game for our bench
2: yeah i mean he showed in colgate what he can do and he can he can really take charge of the offense and he can make things happen and He's an important piece for us, and, and we need guys that can score. I mean, we need to keep the score going. We can't have lulls. Um, not in biggie's play, you know. Once we get to Seton Hall, we're into Big East play, and there's no more, uh, no more joking around.
1: Yeah, no, and and you know, going back to your big men, we were talking about there, Tim. seen Hall is a team. Their their rebound margin is plus seven point nine. That's a scary number for us. We, that's I mean, rebounds is something we've talked about repeatedly. We struggle with it. This is a team that rebounds really well. If we're not able to get their big men in foul trouble and we're not able to, you know, create things off the ball, Eric I guess, create rebounds, I guess, in different ways, we we could be in for a long night.
0: I mean, I'm worried about when I was watching that Texas game, their offensive rebounding. They always have a hand in it. It's tipping it. It's pushing it out a little further. They shoot the three, so the long rebounds, I – I feel like it might be one of those games where we get extremely frustrated with just bad bounces happening for us each and every time. And we'll take it as just, hey, that's what happens at St. John's. We can't catch the good bounce on a rebound.
1: It happens. And, and to be fair, whatever happens in this game, I think we need to look at this game as a singular event and not let it drag us down for the rest of the Big East season. It's, that tends to happen to us sometimes. We tend to get into the, oh, up here it goes. Here comes the slippery slope. But I think part of that is a mental game, and I think if we look at this and say, okay, we lost to currently the number 16, probably will be higher at the time. Team in the country, in their own gym, at the end of the day, that's not a loss that's hurting you. It's not a loss that's affecting you. You get past it, you move on, you use that tape for when you come. they come meet you in your gym later on in the year.
0: Well, that's true. T- I mean, by the time we verse them, if we beat them, that's probably a quad one win. I oh, know it's definitely a quad one win. They're 25 now. Um, oh, because yeah, on the road. Because yeah. on the road. Because yeah, I mean, on the road. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, because of the road, it, it it would definitely be a top twenty-five. I mean, it definitely quad one win. So look, for us, big opportunity. I think all of that being said, all the things we worried about. Um, obviously that's what we do at right. St. John's. But fans, I think we, it's a higher worry potentially about every possible thing that could go wrong. Um, but look, we can win this game. I, think I mean, it's there's a no high, doubt.
1: high reward, low risk game for us. To tell you the truth, the, I mean, listen, I'd love to win. Right? It'd be spectacular. It would be. The best win we've had all year, we would get off to a great start in the Big East. But in retrospect, high reward, we get the win, it's spectacular. Low risk, we lose the game. In retrospect, what do we do? We lost to a top 25 or a top net ranked 25 team. We we lost the quad one game. N- Never in the history of the NCAA tournament has there been a quad one loss on the resume at the end of the year saying, this is the reason they're not making the tournament.
2: Yeah, but I think like well, we all those get blown things out. being said... We don't want to get blown out. But I just think that we can – remember, all these things we're worried about, it's true. But remember, there is – we can still win this game. <laughs> we didn't lose yet. So um, I think we – you know, positives going in. I think we played better the last few games. I think we're meshing. We're, we're better connected. And I think going into Scene Hall, um, hopefully that follows through with Pitt first. And then as we go to Scene Hall, um, we're in a good spot where we can really play well.
1: I wasn't saying it in a negative way. I, no, I was I just saying, you know, I think it, I in a good way. I think it's a high reward, low risk. I, I think it is a game where we win. It, it's great. We lose. It doesn't really matter that
2: much. No, I know what you mean. I was mostly mostly for my own mental state to just say that out loud. Like, no, I know I'm worried about all these things, but we can still win this game.
1: All right. So the Seton Hall first Biggies game of the year on Monday, eight thirty p.m. FS1. That'll do it for our show this week for Craig and Tim. I'm Vincent. We went a little too far into the Hall to have time for Jeff Goodman this week. Guess we'll try to squeeze him in next week. Let's hope we come away with two more victories. Before we meet again, go Johnnies. Keep chasing.